0: Hey, it's Pastor Ted Fabianik here from Faith Love Church in Melbourne, Australia. Welcome to our podcast. We pray that when you listen to this, you'll be inspired and blessed to reach the best things that God has for you. Thank you, worship team. Just stand, just stand for a moment. And um, When we talk about vision, what you see is what you will experience. See, when we think about vision, vision is not a mission statement that you put in, right? You go to McDonald's and there's a vision statement. Oh, I tell you what, if some of the food places I've ate at, they will compare to their vision statement. Oh, I tell you what. <laughs> see, vision is what you see. And what you see is a seeing is a spiritual thing, not a natural thing. So whatever you see, you will experience. Amen? Amen. Amen. You may be seated. I am, I am busting at the seams today. As we were talking about vision, is what you see, what you see for your life, what you see for your body. If you ever get a chance, if you can get a book called The Fourth Dimension by Dr. Yongi Cho. Um, the guy knows what he's talking about. He built a church of 960 million. No, a thousand. I'm thinking millions. And uh, he started in a tent, an ex-army tent, living on the floor. His possessions were a bowl that he ate rice out of and a sleeping mat. And from there, they went to build the church close to a million, if you start to count all the churches that they planted. And it was totally based on what he saw. He saw something that others couldn't see. But not only that, is what you see gives you the definition of how you think, it gives you definition of like what Pastor Silva was saying, how you see circumstances. You know, last week, we, we, you know, we started off with uh, Micah 7.11. A day for building off your walls, in that day your boundaries shall be far extended. If you didn't get last week's message, I, I really um, encourage you to get it, because we learned about the prayer of Jabez. And what God said this, I love Jabez because he came to God and I said, I want you to extend my borders, but I want you to extend them not according to my ability, but according to your favor. See, when you start to ask for God's extension, don't limit it by who you are, what you own, how much money you have. So what, what happens is this is if you think you've got people that can help you get there, you go, oh, they're going to help me. But faith works when I have nobody to counsel me, when I have no friends to lift me up, when I don't know the right people, I haven't got the right goods, but I still want the same result. Okay, I'm going to just... Come on. See... Most of our vision is totally based on our report card, your salary. See, your salary tells you what you're worth. You know, when you're going for a job, when they go, Ted, we're going to promote you. You're going from $25 an hour to $30 an hour. What they're saying is we're putting value on you. But the problem is, is that if we go, I'm only worth $30 an hour, then your expectancy is $30 an hour. See, vision overrides your personal ability, it overrides your personal expenses, it overrides your education, it overrides the words that have been spoken of to you, it overrides your family, overrides your race, overrides your status, overrides your code that people have put on you. You know, I live at this postcode, I live at that postcode. I went to Yale, I went to Harvard, I went to Melbourne. See, when you get vision, because vision sees what your faith can do. See, vision is this, is when you see something, vision tells you this is the faith that God's put in you. This is what you can have. See, when I get vision, My faith starts to yell at me, Ted, this is what I put into you. Because listen to me carefully. You listening? God will only let you see what your faith can produce. Vision lets you see what faith can produce. So when you start thinking the word of God, God is saying this is what your faith is capable of. So God will never let you see something you can't have. God doesn't do window shopping. But we don't do window shopping anymore. We get online now, don't we? Yeah, okay. God is not on to online shopping. See, what God does, it lets you see something. Now, just to show you this, and the Bible says this. When you enter the kingdom of God, God restores, but then he adds more. I want to just show you the power of restoration for a moment. The Word of God, if you listen to Job, some, uh, I remember I heard so many negative things about Job, I did not want to read the book of Job. I just said, God, I don't need to read the book of Job. I can just look at my own life. You know, hey, hey I don't need to look at anybody else's mystery, I've got my own. And, and, and I always looked at the book of Job through my eyes of lack, my eyes of struggling, Until I realised that it's one of the most amazing books on restoration. Now we'll talk about Job a little bit, but just like to put you in when God restores. Now remember what we were talking about: when God restores you, He doesn't restore you to exactly what you've lost. He always gives you more. Now let me show you how much more. This is not we haven't got uh, we haven't got this in the. On the overhead here, but it's this: it's in, read it for yourself. Job forty-two. In Job forty-two, it tells you how what God restored to Jacob, so to Job. Now, in present-day terms, God restored him. He had if we if he if we took all the goods that God restored to Job back then and put it into two thousand and twenty-two, it's close to between forty to fifty million dollars. Oh, you're not impressed. (laughs) I want you to just think about this, right? That Job was flat broke. And then God says, when you wake up in the morning, you're going to have, when when you put on your app for your bank, you're going to see $50 million in it. See, God is not a miser. God doesn't do one for one. Are you okay? Think about what you've lost. And then think about Job. See, God has been brought down to our level of thinking and our level of restoration. But God says, you can't can't define me with your low thinking. You can't define me with your low vision. So what we have here, he says, we're far extended. Now, I want you to look at Ephesians 1 verse 19. Says this, and so that you will begin to know what is the immeasurable and unlimited and surpassing greatness of His active spiritual power is in us who believe, those who are in accordance with the working of His mighty strength. I want you to get this: is His Ephesians now. This is an apostle teaching the church about God, and he says this, that you might begin to know. So in other words, he's coming to a people, he says, what you are looking at is too small. you're, You're limiting God, you're limiting your vision, you're limiting all of this. So what you have here is that once you come into the kingdom of God, God says, the, the vision that I give you, the favor that I give you, is number one, you cannot measure it. You know what that first tells me? That there is an evil measure that has been measured on your life, that has been measured on the word of God. What is an evil measure? An evil measure is any measure that drops from the standard that God has. See, when you understand God, your prayer goes like, Oh, God, just let me get by to God, I want the very, very best that you have for my life. So limiting God is kind of saying, God, measuring what God see, some of us, this is what I believe God can do for me. It's not what you believe for God can do for you, it is what God said He's going to do for you. See, you, if the Jabez was such an amazing supernaturally intelligent man, because he said this, God, you measure out my boundaries, because if I measure them out, I'm going to make it too small. Everything that God does is over the top. So what you have is, number one, you cannot measure it. Number two, it's unlimited. What does unlimited mean for you? It means it's not limited to your potential, it's not limited to your education, it's not limited to your finance. So what starts with, well, I am limited to this, I am limited to this, what is my budget for this, what is my budget for that? God says, number one, it's unlimited, it's surpassing greatness. Now, just think about what great is, and God says, I surpass it. Works like this. Give me your best thought, bring it to God, and God says, still too small. Let me just pause for a moment here. Some of you, we're going to pray at the end of the meeting. Some of you are bound up not by satanic forces, by inward limitations that you have put on yourself. Ah. You know, sometimes it's so easy just to go, I bind this, I bind that, I bind that. But how about binding the smallness of our thinking? How about binding the smallness of our spiritual activity? And God says this this is what's already happened to you the power who believe. Now, I want you to notice this His immeasurable, unlimited, surpassing greatness comes into us when we believe. It comes to you. That means you, it has been released in you. So we are not praying that, oh God, I pray that today we will get into this. I pray that we will have the immeasurable, unlimited, surpassing greatness. What Paul is saying to us here, he goes, I'm here to educate you to what's been put inside of you. So God has released unlimited favor in you already. So Paul's talking to a church and he's going, you are living below what God has ordained for you. You are believing too low because of what Jesus has paid on the cross for you. And and what the amazing thing is, he says, according with the working of his mighty strength. So God says this, not only did I give this to you, but I have also given you the strength that it, so it manifests in your life. So it's not just, wow, hey, isn't it amazing what I've got? But it's to being able to show it. Look at 2 Corinthians 6, verses 1 and 2. Now, since we are God's co-workers. Let's just stop here. I want you to know something here. That's that totally. Uh, I've, it, it, this, the revelation that I've, I'm, I'm going to just show you, has just kind of taken effect on me in the last couple of months. It's just it, it, I've never seen it. You know how the you know how the word of God says starts in the Book of Genesis. Let us make man. Correct. L- let us. So God's going there, and He says, in inclusive. Let us. Do something. Let us create. Let us. But now watch it doing? this. Now the same God that lives in you is saying this. Let us. Do you realize that when you are going after God's best, that God is working with you? Let us. Us get married. Let us have children. Let us buy a home. Let us do this. Let us see. The thing is, what we've got to remember is because we the favor of God has been released. Is I am no longer alone trying to get what my desires are. There's an us in us. Let us. Let us pray today. Let us worship. You know when you are worshiping. God wasn't inside of you going, oh, come on, come on, lift it up. Wait, I think you were off tune then. Oh yeah. oh, yeah, you better sit down. No, God says, let us worship. When you are going after God's best, let us is in you. So it says, and since we are God's. Co-workers. In other words, you're not working for God. God is working with you and through you. When God says you are co-workers, this is what it means. God says this, I want to show the spiritual realm in the natural realm and I'm going to use you. So the way God teaches the world about love is through us. The way God teaches the world about generosity, generosity is through us. The way God ministers healing to the world is through us. The way the kingdom of God is preached is through us. The way the kingdom of God is increased is through us. Excuse me, I am getting excited here. You know what he what what did for me is that I'm not just, when I see something that I desire, it's God in me desiring the same thing. Mm-hmm. And the Bible says, if I know that he hears me, I'll get what I want. <laughs> anyway, it says, we beg you not to take God's marvelous grace for granted, allowing it to have no effect in your lives. You hear this and you're going, hold on, whoa, whoa, whoa. He's saying, how do you take God's grace for granted? It's like this. Pastor Silva mentioned it. Um, you can see the reason we're one is because this is we talk, we pray over this, and, and it's like this. I just read the word. I just go, that's word, that's word. I've just read the Bible, but now when he changes it, what has the word spoken? How do you do it? You know what? When you start to treat God' giftings as principles, you take it for granted. Let, 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 you okay? Um, how many? Of, oh, don't put your hand up, but you can. Put your hand. How many of you paid thousands to go to an inspirational course that tells you how to become a better person, get more money, and all that? Anybody here has done that? Yeah, come on, put your. I'm putting both up. I've spent thousands. I remember being in a being in a lift. Sylvia and I were in a co- uh, pastors' conference. We met these people in a lift, and um, there was this one of the world's top motivators was there, and and they were talking about what are you doing? And I says, I'm going to pastors' conference. What do you do? I'm going to this 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 conference. And go, How much did you pay? Five thousand. Oh, oh, oh. You spend five thousand, you can come to my meetings, and you don't even have to give an offering. <laughs> but it works like this, right? The the world system gives you 10 steps how to get to this point. Right? 10 steps to financial freedom, 10 steps to getting getting a better marriage. The problem with 10 steps getting a better marriage, by the time you come up to number nine, she's gone. (laughs) You know, in, in financial, by the time you get to step nine, you've got no money right by the time you get to nine you can't even afford to go on a public transport then you wonder why it's called public and, and 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 this is the reason why the system of the world gives you 10 steps and then when it doesn't work you and they come back to you it doesn't work you know what they do oh well which step didn't you get right So then you've got to go back all the way again in step one, step two, step three, step four. In other words, they've got a disclaimer. If it doesn't work, it's your fault. But when you come into the kingdom of God, God says, I am in you to make sure that you get blessed. I am in you to make sure that you get healed. I am in you to make sure that your needs are provided. I am in you so that you can meet other people's needs. See, Jesus never gave disclaimers. He didn't say, follow me and hopefully you'll make it. He never said, hey, Peter, come and follow me. Your family will starve. Your wife will hate you. Your kids will grow up thinking, I hate the ministry. Your your in-laws will go, we told you not to marry into that family, didn't we? But no. And then as Peter comes home and he says, hey, babe, I'm going to go serve with Jesus. You're going to have to suffer. Jesus said, if you follow me, I will look after your family. So what we have here, right, for he says, I listened to you at the time of my favor. And the day when you needed salvation, I came to your aid. So can't you see, now is the time to respond to his favor. Now is the day of salvation. Now. See, right now, you are living in a time of favor. 2022 is a year of favor. Do you realize that the word of God never tells you how to get the favor of God? What you need to do, how long you need to pray? Isn't that amazing? Um, you know, when you, when you go to a doctors, they give you a prescription, and they tell you the time length you're supposed to do it, and then you're going to get better, correct? Right? But you don't get that with the word. The, the, the word of God says, not if you, if you keep it, it doesn't tell you how to get favor, it says you're born into it. Now, listen to me very carefully when you get born into something, um, my daughter Christine, my son Jesse, my other daughter Stephanie had no choice of their surname or their mum and dad. When they were born, the hospitals. The hospital just came up and put a name tag on them, Fabianic. She, they never had it. Now, watch this. My kids were born into the heritage of the Fabianics, but when they got old enough, they could decide how much that name affects them. So they never had to earn to jump through hoops to be called the Fabianic. They never had to work hard to get Sylvain to be their mom. They never had to work hard for me to be their dad. They were born into it. That was a natural given. But the effect that they receive from us is dependent upon them. Are we in understanding here? So in other words, they didn't have to think, oh, I want to be a Fabianic. They just said, how does a Fabianic think like? What are the privileges that have come into me being born into this household? So when he says here, he, he goes, I don't want you to take it for granted. He's saying, you are already in favor, but you are not anything. Other. Let me give you another illustration of this, how, this powerful, this works. Um, you know when, uh, so the, um, I hope I get you on the same level. When you start to reading about the prodigal son... Right? is about the father had two sons, correct? Right? You'll find if you, if you, for those watching online and here, if you don't understand it, I want you to go home and read Luke um, 15. It's in Luke 15. He had two sons, but the, the, both of the sons had a real major problem about who they were. But I believe that the greater one is not the one that left and spent everything, was the one that took his family name for granted. The second son, when the, when the early son, when the rebellious son came home, he's out there working, he's out there doing the stuff, and he hears music, he hears laughter, he hears joy, he hears the sound of favor. He hears the sound of generosity. He hears the sound. He smells the sound. And he goes, what's happening? And one of the servants goes. Now listen to me carefully. One of the servants goes, your brother's come back. You know the one that da-da-da-da-da. Oh, no. And he says, I'm not going in. He gets ticked off. The father comes to him, and, and the son has a go at him. And he says this. Listen to this. He goes... I've stayed with you all these years. I am not like him. I've never left you. I've never done this. I, 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 I. And you never killed a goat for me and my friends. And now listen to the father's response. The father goes this. My son, you have always been with me. Everything I have is yours Take and eat and be merry. What was he doing? He was taking his name for granted. He was a son. The other one was a son. He's living in there, but he's living below what the father has provided. See, the second son had access to the best, and he lived in the least. And then guess what? He was blaming the father. When the father said, listen, I have already given it to you. Why are you asking for what's already yours? Why are you wanting me to serve you when I have already served you everything? Why do you want me to serve you when I've placed everything on the table? So when you're taking for granted is that you are asking for what is yours. Life is yours. Peace is yours. Health is yours. You're getting your needs met is yours. Now, let's just keep on reading here. Can't you see vision? Can't you see now is the time to respond to his favor? Now is the day of salvation. Right now. This very day is your breakthrough. Faith, life, church, this day is the day of our breakthrough. This is it. There's, there's no need to wait. There's not nothing good. You know what he's saying here? And, and when I'm thinking about this and I go, why is he wording it in the sense that he's wording it? He's wording it like this. There are people in church still waiting to have the benefits of salvation. There are people in church still waiting to be blessed. And he's saying to them, but now it is. The Bible says, come on, Hebrews 11.1, 1, now faith is. He says, he doesn't say yesterday faith was. Tomorrow faith will be. But he says, now is the day of salvation. Now, right now. See, what we need to do, number one, is we need to have now thinking. Every single day, we need to start to think that I am already living in the favor of God. Let me just show you a little bit of favor. You okay? Saul and I, we had to go to a meeting last Tuesday. And it, it, it was about an hour drive through traffic. How many, how many of you realize when you hop into a car and but one hour of traffic delays, freeway delays, people cutting in front of you, um, your emotional meter goes into, I-, "I want to hurt people." Your emotional meter goes, "Gee, I wish I was a cop right now, I would book you, book you, book you, book you, book you." If I was the judge I'd sentence you, I'd sentence you, I'd sentence you. Right. Yeah. I mean, So we finally get there, and the doors are closed.) <sighs> <sighs> Now I lay me down to sleep when I have, I have a good attitude. Anyway, so we ring up the of coordinator, and I go, oh, and he goes, oh, Ted, I'm, I'm so sorry. Didn't my secretary get back to you? Now, I missed the call but didn't realize it. But the, the guy, the, the main person that we were having the meeting with got COVID, and so they had to cut the meetings. So we're there, 6 o'clock in Eastland. I get a phone call and he says, Ted, I'm really sorry. Um, Look, there's a really good restaurant. Go out and get the most expensive meal and it's on us. And he goes, and also, by the way, um, I'll I'll chat you three days away in any place that you want to go to. Just let me know where you want to go and I'll pay for it. I just want to say, hey, I'm really sorry. Uh, Favour. Now listen, a we didn't ask for it, but I know God looks after us. It's not a prideful thing. I go, God, God you know, all things work together for good to those that are called of God. I believe that. Okay. You know, after that, I'm driving out and go, I'm going to, be, I'm, God, God, let more, let more meetings close. <laughs> but but you see, see, see what it is, right? right? Saul and I. I let him off the hook. I actually said, no, please, there's no need to do that. But he goes, no, I want to. And then he said this to me, don't stop me blessing you. I go, oh, no problems, I tell you what. <laughs> right now we're, ser- we're searching luxury escapes. <laughs> but see, see, see w- what it is, right? But now is the time of favor. See, you've got to go right now. You've got to go, when I leave today, I'm going to expect to get favor. It could be even little things I was was making. I told my daughter um, she wasn't well, and I go, I'm going to make some bolognese for you and the kids. So I walk into a butcher shop, and the guy that I've never said, my local butcher shop, a new guy, and he looked at me, and he goes, oh, look, by the way, do you mind waiting a little bit? I want to give you freshly ground mince. He goes, this one's been staying there till, till this morning, and so he's giving me all these top products, and I didn't ask for it. And I walked in, favor. <laughs> see, see, one of the things—it's not that I'm good. I am good, but I, <laughs> it, 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 it's not that I—that God said, Ted, you prayed for two and a half hours today. If that was really good. You memorized Psalm 119 <laughs> in Aramaic. <laughs> I can't even spell English, but anyway. Yeah, God never said, Ted, you deserve this. I'm gonna reward you. God says, no. Ted, wherever your foot steps is yours. You've got to start thinking favor-minded. You've got to start expecting it. You've got to start going, man, I want to. Oh, come on. Okay, I I want to finish. Now listen, I want to just show you what released favor. Does let me give you a God's description of favor? Have you got it up here? Can we move it up? Ah, here we go. Listen to this God's favor sudden, widespread increase. Sudden, widespread increase. Listen to me carefully. Why did I choose this? Is because of this. We have narrowed favor. Well, you know, Pastor Ted, uh, I'm, you know, I'm going to go to heaven, so this is really good. That's all I need. Please, 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 no, 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 don't don't give me a five star meal. Just give me some bread and stale cheese and and probably some COVID infected water. Um, you, know, you know, I'm not worthy. See, the, the Bible says this. The reason I chose this description of God's favor, a sudden widespread increase, it is because the favor of God, the power of God, affects every part of your life. So God says, Ted, I care where you eat. I care what you eat. I care what you drive. I care where you go on holidays. I care about your wife. I care about your grandkids. I care about your employer. I I, I care. See, one of the things we've done restricted God. and says it's all about getting to heaven. Listen, if it was all about getting to heaven, you really need to understand this. is then why is God training us on earth when he just wants us in heaven? God is training us to rule and reign. He's not training us to get to heaven. So God's discipline on your life, God's correction is on your life is this. Every time God corrects you, it is that you are not living in the fullness and the abundance that God has provided for you. God's correction. See, we've got to get over the level that we're bad sinners and God's teaching us about not sinning. That is why Paul says... I love it. He goes, at this time you should be teachers, but I have to go right back to the basics. Now listen to me carefully. If you are always going around the basics, you never build because, you never, because the basics are your foundation. And if your foundation isn't good, you cannot build. And if you cannot build, all you're doing is working on your foundation. Some Christians have spent years their lives building on a foundation. You know what a foundation is? God loves me. Done deal. I am unconditionally loved. Done deal. I am the most handsome man in the world. Done deal. I married the prettiest woman in the world. Done deal. I have the cutest kids. Done deal. I have the best church. Done deal. See, what we do, you cannot build on anything that's not a done deal. What is a done deal? My salvation is secure so that I can build. And what's been happening? The evil one, Satan, has been us. We build a foundation, destroy a foundation. Build a foundation, destroy a foundation, and we never build. It's like forever dating and never getting married. How, how, how bad would that be? Dropping whoever you drop off for the rest of your life. Hi, baby. I'm dropping you off to your mum and dad's. I haven't got my mum and dad in what they died 150 years ago. Uh, well, wherever you are, I'm, this, I think this is your retirement home. One day we'll get married. No. Oh, but you can't walk now. All right, I'll, I'll wheel you in, baby. You okay? The Bible t- talks about the first principles. It's, it's just talking about you, you've got to get to the fact of saying, I am loved and I am favoured. Because when you, under, when you believe that you're favoured, that's, you, that's when what God has given you is released. Okay, watch this. Now, things that you thought were permanent are about to change. Listen to what permanent means. Not capable of being reversed or returned to the original condition. Now, what Satan does, let me introduce you to how he does and how he thinks. When a negative situation comes on you, he elevates his, um, his other demons and all the cohorts. And he says, now, we've got to convince him that that is now his permanent position or his permanent level. So the way the strategy is this, right? How many of you have ever failed an exam at school? i I, I failed so many. I I actually got a good report card. Dear Mrs. Fabianic, um, your son is really consistent. He fails a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody's got a little trophy. I've got a trophy. Hey, I'm consistent at least. I fail, I fail, I fail. See, what Satan does, he takes... A temporary setback and then makes it you feel like it's a permanent failure. And then when he thinks that you're thinking permanent, then he sends friends over to you with the same problems and then your friends do their job and they keep you permanent. Have you ever noticed you get onto YouTube or whatever you, or whatever you do? There are people that, that come down really bad on God and they go, you know, I, I stepped out and got it, this didn't work, this didn't work, this didn't work. And guess what happens? They have people liking them. And every time you like something that's negative, you are spreading a lie. It's like you're spreading, you know, like what we learn about COVID is has got to stop the spread of disease. What Satan does, he perpetuates permanency by people's testimonies that are not lined up with the God's word. You good? That's why what you you heard Pastor Silva say, when you look at a fact, yeah, that might be a fact, but I've got God on my side. Facts say this, but what does the word of God say? This so-so said this, but what does the word of God say? Now listen to this. Things that you thought were permanent. So what you need to do this week Is what in your thinking is permanent? In other words, like this. Let me give you the things. If you were after a dream and you go, that dream is not going to happen. You have accepted something as permanent that isn't going to be there. It is the sudden, widespread increase of favor on your life that changes the things that were permanent. So you need to start to say in your thinking, in your thinking, there are no permanent. Problems in my life. You know, but Pastor Ted, I got angry on the way to church. So what? Ask God to forgive you and move on. Oh, 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 oh. I didn't like the last worship song. So what? Move on. I don't like my hairstyle. Go to a hairdresser, move on. See, what we do, you know what? Satan loves this word called permanent. But God takes the permanent and says you're permanently saved, you're permanently loved. So what we do in this one is God favor gives you everything that has your name on it. It's all coming back. Think about this now. It's not up here. What are, what's one of the favorite verses? Well, I'm just looking at the time here. What's one of the favorite verses that we have over children, when we uh, when we give them to the Lord, Jeremiah 29:11. These are the thoughts I have for you. Listen to this. He says thoughts. Jeremiah 29. He doesn't say these are the words I have for you. He says these are the thoughts, because thoughts turn into words, and words turn into reality. So God says, these are the plans. These are the plans I have for you. And you know what? Sometimes we miss it. Sometimes we sabotage our own dreams. Sometimes we sabotage others. Now, now listen to me very carefully. You okay with me? If you've made a major blunder and, and you go, God, forgive me. It's no longer a major blunder. Think about this. Satan wants to make everything permanent. So you make a blunder. And you go, oh. And when you ask God to forgive you, listen to me. When you get God in on a major blunder, it stops being permanent. When God is not involved with it, it's permanent. So this is where in in God there is no condemnation. So what does Satan do? He goes, you don't deserve that. Look at that. L- look at that. You, you know, you, I remember listening to this guy. and It was, it was during marriage counseling. And um, th- this couple come in and they've got huge marriage problems. And the marriage counselor comes in. Hi, uh, my name's Ted. I'm your counselor today. I've never had a problem in my life. I've never made a mistake in my life. When I was born, angels came down singing, Holy art thou. Yeah, and, and, um, and when I walk, um, if I walk over dirty carpet, it becomes clean. Yeah, I, I, if I look through a window, it automatically becomes clean. He goes, I've never had a problem, never had an argument, I have never failed in anything. I'm here to give you advice. I go, I don't want your advice. You know what I want advice from? I want somebody that's fallen so bad, so bad that he can't, it's pitch darkness and now he's in bright light. I want to know, how did you do that? I want to know somebody that says, hey, I was on the social security line every week, but now I've just bought an orphanage. I go, how did you do that? So see, we know what Satan does? He says, you, you, you know, God said, you failed in this. It's your own soul. How many of you heard of this statement? You've made your bed, now sleep in it. But let me tell you something. The bed you sleep in is a motel of God. And every day the bed is made by somebody that comes in without you. Have you ever noticed? I love my hotel rooms. What I love the first time we started traveling, started using hotels, I just go, what I love, what I love, what I love, what I really love. I leave a mess. And I walk out, I do ministry, I come back. Clean. <laughs> I, I hey, hey, my toiletries are put back. And the shampoo bottle is refilled. Right? It's, it's, it, it is so good. I order go a room service. I leave the plates and the dishes exactly on the table. I leave. <laughs> But this angel comes in clean, clean, clean. Oh, think, My dream is to live in a hotel room. <laughs> now, but see, see, what I'm saying is this, right? Is that you make a mess, God comes in cleans it up. You know why He does that? I said, Why, why am I talking like this? It's because Satan will come up to you and say, Well, that doesn't apply to you because, hey, you, you've, missed you've missed it, you've missed it, you've missed it, you missed it. Do you realize? That, what can take someone without God 50 to 60 years to earn to be, God can turn it in a day. So, what we need to be as a church right now is we need to be favor minded. Our building is coming, our international ministry is increasing, our hope life is increasing. Everything about us has favor on it. But unless we recognize it, we are living below us. And so what today is all about is about you living in the released favor of God. And this is all you need to do today is, I agree. I agree with this. I agree. Stop trying to fight it. Stop trying to, got none of this. You know what, what? what I believe, and God said this to me this morning, okay? Um, I was up about six o'clock in the morning and started um, praying about this morning. And God gave me this thing shame of you. Shame of you. I said, God, what, what, what does that mean? And God said this it is because of past things that we feel shame. And then we feel like we no longer deserve this. We no longer deserve this. We no deserve this. And this is what God said. I'm going to take the shame of every mistake that is embedded in your feelings away today. Um, um, Lewis, can, can the worship team come? And we're, we're going to sing Jesus. I, 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 can you give me five minutes? You have to anyway. We're going to sing that song, you know, I Speak Jesus. And what you need to do now... See, the shame... Sh- listen to me. you good with me? The shame doesn't live in your spirit. It lives in your memory. It lives in your feelings. And and like what Pastor Silva was saying, was this. Is that every time you get up, facts, a shame, and all of that is speaking to you. But I believe today, God's going to open it up to you, and they go, yeah. It means... You know when... Uh, I, I remember when, what's his name? L- listen to what favor does. When God spoke to Sylvain and myself, he says, I'm going to open up Europe to it. He gave us two first class tickets to go to Europe. And, and the thing was, people say, Well, why would God want to give it to you? And God said to me, Ted, that's the wrong question. He goes, I do things out of love. I don't do things because you deserve it, I, don't do, I do it because of who I am. So asking somebody, why would God want to give you that, is a wrong question. So right now, what are you feeling guilty about? What is it that going, this in life isn't productive, this part of my life isn't productive? So what we're going to do right now is we are going to release the favor of God. Now listen to me, you need to work with me now. What we're not going to do is not go, Oh God give us favor. God give us favor, All Right? Right now, you need to agree. Favor has been released. Uh, Okay. Favor has been released. Come on. Favor has been released. God's favor is active right now. Now, people say, well, how do I release it? Easy. You act on it. The Bible says faith without works is dead. Faith without a corresponding action isn't faith. It is reading. But it's like this. From today onward, I'm going to release it. How am I going to release it? I'm going to expect good things to come to me. I'm going to expect that my body is constantly being healed by the power of God. I am going to expect that I am going to be blessed. I expect that the parts in my body that aren't functioning. I was, I was reading um, this, uh, studying this. There was this couple in the church when they heard that statement that said, all things that, that have your name on it are coming back. They, they, they couldn't conceive. They couldn't conceive in this couple. That just all of a sudden says, oh, okay, there's got to be a baby with our name on it. So you know what they did? They went home, wrote down the name of the baby, wrote down this, and they just started to thank God. God, I thank you. God, I thank you. God, I thank you. Guess what? They have three babies now. But, but, but what it was, see, see, they acted on it. They just go, okay, we're going to name it. We're going to do this. See, the Bible says this. Everything that God has in store for you is coming back to you. What does that mean? Some of the things we've destroyed, some of the things like that, but I'm here to tell you that's that's the excitement, that's my energy. Today, whatever you've lost is going to come back, but not in the same measure. Hey, if you've been demoted, it's coming back, not in the same measure. If you're sick and if you're sick and your body has, because of your sickness, you've lost opportunities, you've lost health, you've lost wealth. God says, I'm going to bring it back to you. Whatever the enemy has stolen. See, it is a mindset. It is coming to church to be filled like this. That's why we have church. The reason we have church is because God's taken me to draw things out of you. That that is why we tell people you need to be here. You need to be here. Because God is going to do something now. So it's time to believe. It's time for God's favour to be manifested. It's time for big, bold prayers. It's time to to move from surviving to thriving. It's time to move from fear to faith. It's time for restoration God can make all things abound to you. Why don't you stand with me? Just lift up your hands. Father, amazing, amazing Father. Father, number one, God, I want to thank you that favor has been released. Favour has already been released. And so right now, Father, I speak favour. Okay, everybody just look at me. We're going to sing that uh, I speak Jesus. But I want you to listen to me carefully. Can we go back to the... The Bible says, now is the time of salvation, right? The word salvation is also favour. Favour is not a thing, it's Jesus So every time you say, I speak Jesus, you know what you're saying? I speak favor. I speak favor. See, we're not just talking about a name. So, see, to me, when this morning when I've got my hands up and I go, I speak Jesus, I speak Jesus, I, it wasn't like oh, I'm speaking the name, his name, so I can identify him. No, no, no. Every time I speak Jesus, favor starts to flow. I am releasing favor. I'm releasing favor upon my wife. I'm releasing favor upon my kids. I'm releasing favor on my children. I'm releasing favor in my body. I'm releasing favor on my finances. I'm releasing favor on my investments. I'm in, I'm releasing favor at my workplace see when we start to talk about the name of Jesus we're not talking rhetoric we're not talking just I'm just making a sound we are releasing favor so what we want to do I want you to in your mind from today onward from the 22nd of February 2022 I am going to be favor-minded I am going to speak favor I am going to live favor I'm going to speak it over myself I'm going to do everything that I can I will renew my mind in according to words of God